0: are listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Where you join us on the segment called Pertinent Punctuated." And as you know, it starts off with the Sheikh Shrey Maida, who is a Medina University graduate and alim, an Imam at the uh, Sales of Musalla there in uh, Durban. Motivational speaker, and he's also uh, well-known in the media hosting and also uh, appearing in many other platforms. Allah bless him for that. Well, he makes time uh, for this evening on his uh, segment on pertinence uh, punctuated uh, here on the platform, the Markah Sahaba, the voice of the Ahl-Sunnah Wal Jama'a. Sheikh Shui Maidah, alaikum salamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And tell us how you're doing this uh, fine, beautiful evening.
1: Wa alaykum as-salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa Barakatuh. to my brother Shafat Ahmed Khan. And all the listeners of al Sahaba, the voice of Ahl-Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Jama'a I say, Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening! Although we're sitting with such stories in our, with our brothers and sisters in Palestine, where actually you can see the public enemy came up clear to show us that you can never be your friend by saying they fully support uh, Israel, whatever has happened, and this thing has been happening every month in and every month out to the Palestinians, where you get 50, 70, 80 people dying. And no one says anything and uh, nobody speaks up, you know, which means, Mayor, that uh, the lives of Muslims does not matter, you know, but the lives of the Jews uh, matters the most. Whereby you can send tanks and even sending uh, weaponry uh, to go fight with people actually that are fighting fair and swear. you know, and I mean, just only defending the territory that was stolen from them. And that is a sin. So we say, may Allah make it easy, inshallah, and grant victory to all of us Muslims, inshallah. As I beg the Ummah to stand strong behind uh, behind uh, Palestine, because those are our brothers, and actually, they are they holding for us Masjid al-Aqsa. So let's stand up and make du'as for them every day. The starting point, fill up our massage, fill up our massage uh, during Fajr Salah, and we make du'as sincere, inshallah. Zohar Let's do it, Muslims. We can do this. And inshallah, Allah's victory is just close to us, inshallah. inshallah.
0: Now, well said, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida. You know, there's so much being said about this uh, topic of uh, what's happening there. And I was going deep into history and looking at, uh, you know, I uh, Salahuddin Ayyubi and how when he conquered, uh, you know, Jerusalem and how he did it. And, you know, one of his, uh strategies was that he united the Ummah first. He united, you know, all the minor differences we had. He took all that out. United them and then he went as a united force. And then I thought, you know, it'll be a great evening uh, with you where we'll start looking into the Quran and what the Quran tells us. And maybe we could implement these uh, points in our life. And uh, perhaps, you know, you could uh, motivate us. And uh, one of the points, uh, you know, let's kick off with is uh, don't insult. If you look at the Noble, noble Quran, it tells you don't insult uh, people and so forth. You know, Noble Quran 4911. Perhaps uh, your take on that, uh, Sheikh Shoei
1: no, no, definitely, Shaf, you know, I mean, uh, Allah has mentioned about that, you know, while I ask, you know, no uh, nation is allowed to insert another nation, you know, never knowing that the ones you inserting are the better in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala. And then come back to uh, what we're talking about, what you speak about, uh, you know, by uh, Ayubi and the rest of them, what they did, uniting the Umar, Allah has mentioned to, uh, to us in the Quran, <coughs> we need all of us to hold fast to the ropes of Allah Ta'ala and never allow differences to arise between us. Because once you have differences, definitely you lose uh, your strength, you lose your vision, your focus is lost. And you become like useless kind of people that are roaming around with no focus and no goals in life. But once we are united and we stand together and we understand our purpose is only to save Allah, and we understand the sole meaning of Ibadah, and we understand the soul meaning of standing up against the tyrant, and we stand together and stick one another on that and support one another, sincerely. definitely there won't be no issues. But the moment we let greed arose between us and i mean some of us having some superiority complex then it becomes a problem because once we start having that shaitan will infiltrate in us and make us the weakest link shop
0: now well i've said that you know i can see you giving your juma bayan and you know people around you and i'm really sure that you know where we sat together and we have been in company of so many people and something that uh, you know we don't like you and i have been to many functions where people are, you know, definitely see the amount of food that is wasted. So, you know, let's talk about the aspect of don't waste in the Noble Quran again. Quran 1726 is ta- telling you, don't waste, uh, uh, Sheikh Sherey Maida.
1: I don't allowed, as mentioned with that exit shop, where you say, Wala, to you know, don't waste for the sake of wasting, because those that waste becomes Ikhwan Shaitan, the brethren of shaitan, or in the shaitan, big, kafura, and we know that shaitan is the one that rejects the faith that, or the truth that comes from Allah. So definitely, Shaf, we need to do things in moderation as Muslims. This is part of our culture, and this is part of our of our livelihood, and this is part of our world being as Muslims. We need to do things in moderation. Don't abuse the privilege that Allah has given us. You know, we've seen that, Shaf, in, even in different places, on the internet, you see about 10 people eating all of food, and uh, the whole lamb is put in there. And the eating won't be enough. They won't even finish quarter, let alone one tenth of that food, but they have that for fun. And the rest of the food is taken, chucked up, for, uh, throwing away. We are lucky if some of that goes and feeds the poor, but most of it goes into thrown away, you know, which is actually not good, as you said. So we, when you go to functions, You know, I mean, there shouldn't be a lot of work for people to do after we finish our functions. Because simply for us as Muslims, we should be dishing in a plate what our heart can take, but not what our eyes can see. Because sometimes it happens, your, your eyes can see more than what is there, and your heart cannot take what is there. And you start dishing and dishing and dishing, even the plate becomes smaller. When you eat, you end up wasting the food and messing the table, leaving a great deal of work for those people that are left after you're gone and everything is done. And we don't even look back to say, you know what? I've eaten on that table. Did I left? Did I leave my place that I was eating clean or did I leave it in shambles? We don't even care about that. We just leave and we go smiling and laughing and chuckles all over. And yet somebody will have to pick up after that. Yes, we might argue to say, no, there's people that are employed to do that. Definitely there's people employed to do that. Somebody's got a job out of that. But there's something that is called decency, discipline as a Muslim to say, Cleanliness is part of our faith. So leave the place that you eat and clean, and make sure those that comes to clean up must be just a matter of touch ups to make sure the place is sparkling clean, sure.
0: Yeah, even our behavior, you know, when we're in public, uh, we shouldn't be rowdy, we should uh, be of low tone. But you find that sometimes, that you know, we lose ourselves and uh, there's a lot of cackling around uh, sexual Maida. Perhaps uh, your comment?
1: No, no, definitely, you know, our nature as Muslims is actually to be soft and humble, you know, not to be very loud. You know what Allah spoken spoken in the Quran, in Ankara al aswat al Hamid." you know, the waste of the voices, the voice is, is like that on the braying donkey or braying ass. And I mean, Allah has spoken to us very quietly in the Quran. And even in other places, it says, uh, Don't ever raise your voices above the voice of your Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi our Nabi was never loud, not violent. So why are we raising our voices high above his voice? I mean, this is all against our teachings, against the Sunnah, and against the deen that we believe and that we stand for. So we need to start looking into this, uh, you know, simple daily things that we do every day, you know, as a guideline to us and looking back into how our Nabi Sallallahu uh, portrayed himself and how he did things. You know, that is all the teachings that Allah wa ta'ala wants us. Uh, to follow and that's why even he says I tell them if you really claim to be loving Allah therefore you have to follow me as his messenger so I'll show you and I'll guide you and give you the guidelines on how to be uh, pure and to be purified you remember even Allah's hasana. you do have a role model in Nabi Muhammad so when he's calling to say if we claim to love Allah we follow him it is all stated by Allah Ta'ala that he is our perfect role model, Shah.
0: Absolutely, Sheikh Shoaib Maida. And this evening, uh, you know, we are really having hashtag Al-Quran, every, uh, you know, line we're talking about, every point that we bring about, is there in the Noble Quran, and we're giving you the references with our learned Sheikh uh, Shoaib Maida giving the commentary. Now, Sheikh Shoaib Maida, you know, perhaps uh, one of the biggest weaknesses of insan is backbiting, and the Quran is very explicit, you know, 49-12, uh, it says, don't backbite. You need to emphasize this point. Don't make gibber to the sheikh. Yeah, sheikh, I uh, hope we, we haven't lost our sheikh. Sure, and, uh, you know, sometimes if we get the... It's
1: really sad and it's terrible. And uh, it's not actually a good quality for a believer to be backbiting, you know. Towards the end of, of, of that verse you have spoken uh, about, Sha. And Allah Ta actually asks a simple question to all of us. you know the similitude of bug biting is actually eating uh, a fresh of a fellow brother who dies and eating his fresh from mm-hmm. there. And Allah says, definitely we're going to hate that you never indulge yourself in that way. Uh, your brother is is gone, and then you start cutting his flesh to consume it. I mean, the similitude of backbiting. So definitely, Islam is a good religion. So when there's issues, you know, we need to come back uh, together and resolve these things amicably. Take the Quran and uh, take the Sunnah to be the judge among the issues that we're having, you know, either Tanazatun, Allah, Rasul, whatever disputes, whatever arguments you have, bring, back, bring them back to Allah and His Rasul. You're going to get a correct and decent judgment upon whatsoever issues you're having. And then at, at the end of the day, Osama Allah says, the one that is very strong among us is the one that takes the judgment that comes from the Quran and Sunnah, and don't be arrogant about it. Think, no, I'm better, I'm greater than that person. I'm not going to accept this judgment. No. Whatsoever Allah passes as judgment, and is the Rasul as a backup to that judgment, then definitely we need to adhere to that and take it as our livelihood and as part of as being good people, and that is calling ourselves Muslim, Sheikh.
0: Khaira, khaira, well said, the Sheikh. And also, you know, today people are so glib in saying, "Yeah, don't worry, I'll do this, I'll do that." But keeping your oaths, you know, keeping your promises—how important that is! The Noble Quran talks about it in uh, five eighty-nine, uh, Sheikh.
1: No, no, definitely no, Sheikh. Uh, Amanat is one of the greatest things. I mean, we should be holding up to us Muslims, you know, don't make false promises. And also remember, before we promise, before anything, let's say, I am going to do this, not just I'm going to do this, but say, in the name of Allah, I'm willing to do A, B, C, D, you know, and that is how we should be doing. And when it comes to Amanat, Allah Ta it must be returned back to where it belongs. So let's say an example, Shaf, you leave with me, Amanat, to say, uh, you know, when I pass on my children, my grandchildren, this is what belongs to them. I mustn't take that. If I have invested that, shop and I'm making a fortune of a business out of that, I must be able to take everything that's in the business that one day when the children are grown up, to say, this is the business started based on what your grandfather Shafad left with me and I started from small, so, and this is what it is. All this belongs to your people. You can take it now and start running your empire. That's what Islam teaches us. You know, we have to be straightforward and understanding. You know, because once we do that, sometimes people forget. You know, they left the manor, and actually they go to an empire and they say, this is mine. And come to the ones that uh, this manor belongs to. They give them a small portion to say, this is what was meant for you. And the rest have done it out of my hands. So it's got nothing to do with you. So please don't come anywhere near me because this is my property and I'm going to get you arrested. And, you know, with a corrupt society we live in, corrupt uh, communities we live in, you buy a lawyer. And get these people threatened, even sometimes lock them up, own what belong to them, sharp. So this is what we should be avoiding as Muslims. We must understand whatsoever we do. Allah is there watching us, you know, and that is part of ihsan, you know, being the very mindful person that wants to get close to Allah. And Allah that you do worship your Allah as if you can see him with your own eyes, But which is the obvious uh, uh, answer that we'll never be able to see Allah. We need to have that conviction that Allah can definitely see what we're doing. And as I said again, we must always take Allah's name if we want to do something, which is another amane to ourselves. Don't just say, I'll do this tomorrow, ABCDFG, because at the end of the day, we are not in charge of what happens tomorrow, what happens the next minute. After this minute, we're sitting in. And that's why even Allah says to you and me, don't even say, I'm going to do that tomorrow. But always mention Allah to say, Allah wills, I'm going to do that. And in that way, Shah, we become very successful and very happy. And our life becomes stress-free because we know whatever happens after that. The intention is made, but it will happen through the will of Allah.
0: Yes, and Allah, so explicitly in the Quran says that, Allah is all-knowing, Allah is all-wise. And uh, yes, Sheikh by that the culture of uh, taking bribe, hey, when the cop stops you, he says, Hey, Maida, I'm thirsty. And then you know you are in the, doing this. You're going against the injunction of the Noble Quran, twenty-seven, thirty-six. Sir, uh, sheikh.
1: Sure, definitely, I mean, uh, even on the mentioned about that, you know, man, you know, whoever so comes, and cheats, so that's now come with a bribe. is not amongst us. So definitely, this becomes a ticket for us to be buying uh, wrong attitude towards, uh, you know, dealing with things. Where there's on the road, where there's in a the business place. I mean, this has been happening more often where, okay, the police will come or maybe the health department will come and check uh, your premises where you're trading. You know, you are actually trading uh, with the community in foodstuff, uh, which are some are perishable and some have lifespan where they can go expi- uh, and expire. And also sometimes this expiry date will work according to the conditions where this foodstuff is being stored. You know, if it is too hot, too moist, the lifespan might go actually shorter than it is expected on there. And sometimes you find our people, shall definitely the inspectors come in, the health inspectors come in, actually they order a big plate of Nandos for them and whatsoever they want and make them eat. And when they go back, give them an envelope so that they go overlook whatsoever is happening. Really, this is terrible because you must remember if somebody suffers, gets sick, or maybe passes one through food poisoning on the food that you said in the people. I mean, definitely this affects you actually uh, spiritually. One day you'll have to pay for it. You know, which is better? Rather keep your place clean and sparkling all the times and allow these uh, health institutions to come uh, into the place and uh, inspect and see what is happening because that actually gives you a peace of mind as well to understand that this is uh, actually is okay and everything is up, is working according to how it should be. And as you said, as well, sometimes you get stopped by your uh, you know, our brothers and uh, they start initiating a cold drink. And instead of cold drink, we even give supper on top of that and a pack of groceries. I mean, say, take it. take this away with you. I mean, which is not the right thing to do because once we do that as well, we are also encouraging them, promoting them to be doing that. They're human beings at the end of the day. If they see one doing it, I mean, what will stop me from doing that again? Because somebody did it, they got bread and they got supper and they got uh, uh, a hamper. I mean, I have to do the same thing, but once we stop this, and actually doing things right, where you're supposed to drive at 90 kilometers per hour, do at 90 kilometers per hour, or maybe 85 kilometers per hour. Where you're supposed to be at 120, do it at 120 or maybe 110. You know, that way you respect the rules of the road, and you respect other road users. Sometimes it's not about you being fast or rushing. Sometimes, you know, your tire can go out of the car, and the speed is too high. If that tire clocks off and hits another car, it might cause actually uh, a loss of life to another person or maybe injure another person, which is a problem. And yet, actually, okay, we take this and I can do it because, you know, if they stop me, I know I'll make a plan for them. Yes, we know we actually allow them to devise uh, different ways. Sir. Even now, they've moved actually to a d- different level where they actually tell you, you know, you can do a catch them," you know, after you violated the traffic rules. So which means we are part and parcel of encouraging road and we need actually to pull back and start doing things right sir.
0: Yeah, well said then, Sheikh. Uh, and also, you know, uh, people succumb to their like juicy topics. They like to talk about this one and that one, and they waste their time reading stories uh, that will not benefit them at all. So, you know, the Quran is explicit when it tells us, don't spread gossip, uh, you know, twenty four fifteen,
1: Ya No, know, definitely, Shaf. You're talking al Namima. I mean, this is actually a spreading of gossip. And uh, at the end of the day, what happens in spreading of gossip sometimes, as you said, you know, the story might come in, Uh, very handy and not bad as it looks, but now somebody would like to add some masalas and some juices on that story. And what happens? The story becomes very wicked after that. It's not the same story that you said that we can use uh, 50 cents uh, to buy only a lollipop today. Not buying sweet, but now it would be, you know, somebody said they use 50 cents to buy a whole bag of potato, you know, which is actually turning the whole story into something that is not there And this actually causes a lot of conflicts among among his people. And sometimes most people that like to take that, they do it simply because they want to have uh, uh, chaos in the society. Make this person hate that person, and the next person hate the other person. In that way, when there's chaos, they are happy to leave that because, I mean, that's the best they want. Yet, Islamically, we are not allowed to do that. We need to bring people together. If there's an issue about me, come address it with me, Share. Uh, Maida, we've seen ABCD with you. This is not right. Why are you doing it? And I mean, let, let's discuss on that and see my reaction to that. But also, the approach itself is the one that uh, changes the whole things, whether to make it worse or make it better. But if the approach is good, definitely turns things to the right direction. Because you must remember, our deed is always good advice. It's full of good advice so that we guide one another towards the oneness of so Allah, and towards doing good at all the times. But now we start started backbiting and telling stories, changing them around. Definitely shaitan thrives in that kind of society. And what happens at the end of the day? We all become weak, because if an enemy comes and attacks me, you'll be celebrating and rejoicing on the other side. Yeah, that man is like that. He's full of nonsense. He does this to me. Now he, now, now, now he made his Moses. Moses. That's the word we use. Let him suffer, because, I mean, he deserves it. This is not how we should be as Muslims. We need to be in a position where, when somebody is in trouble, all of us must stand up to help that person and make sure we bring them up. But don't hit somebody in the stomach when they're falling down. We know they're falling down, the bonus thing. That means you are wicked and yourself, you're the weakest link because you don't see the right position to actually uh, bring about your stories or your issues. But make sure everybody is okay and find a solution, find a way. You must always be a peacemaker. And you must always be a person that brings happiness and smiles to the next patient, uh, uh face if they look at you. So don't be the person that uh, takes uh, stories from you and carry tales to that side so that you cause confusion and cause chaos amongst the people. As Islam, we must be peacemakers, Shah.
0: Yeah, always making peace in the house of Islam. And then, uh, you know, this intrigued me. Be good to your guest. You know, generally we get guests come and, you know, uh, People generally have this habit of uh, looking at the guests at the, uh, you know, how they appeared and what they have and what's the status in the society. Even he can be a poor man or a beggar that comes, he's still your guest. And the Quran tells you, you know, be good to your guest. Uh, if you look at the, uh, you know, the Noble Quran 51 from verses 24 to 27, by Baida?
1: No, no, definitely, Shah. This is quite um, a, not, not a tricky one. i say this is a very interesting, actually. Uh, adventure that Muslims goes through all the time, you must remember uh the guests always come with some blessings in a house. You know no guest comes without a blessing. You remember if you're sitting in the house in that day there's no food at all, and actually your guest comes in and uh, actually you welcome them regardless of what state they they in. and you know you make them feel for if you if you, you you make them feel comfortable at the end of the day I'll, it, I'll give your mind to start thinking now, working hard to say. By yourself, you're going to handle this. Where there's no milk, where there's no eggs in your house, you're going to handle it. You're going to have a cup of tea without milk, and you're done. But now you've got a guest. Are you going to give a guest uh, uh, a black cup of tea without even scone or biscuit? Then allow will give you the mind to start waking Oh, no, no, no. Maybe let me speak a bit. So maybe let me, do let me make this phone call. Then you make a phone call. The house is full of baraka. Once again, it came back. Simply the guest or being barakat your house. So guests are always angels that are being sent uh, by Allah to test you how you're going to handle your situation. But it's how you make it in order to make your guests uh, feel comfortable. But don't go still now so that your guests will be comfortable and make sure you, you do things right. Like guests came with us, make sure when they're leaving, they leave with the doors. And sometimes I find the same guests they come in, they say, no, 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 problem. come, let's go and get something so we can eat. The guests brought out barakah from their own pocket and they buy things bring in the house. So make sure whenever you get the guests, it's a gift that Allah is giving you to show you that Allah values you, values you and He knows you got that capability of entertaining uh, the next crea- creation that Allah has created. So take them, you know, actually, and nurture them and look after them and make sure when they leave, they must leave with good word to Allah for yourself because they will say, ya Allah reward these people the basis of good word for you. Ya Allah, take care of these people. Ya Allah, open all the doors of Barakah for these people because they've taken care of me, of which I never expected, Shaf. This is how we should be doing. And remember, a guest is not only the only person that comes to your house, chef, knocking on the door. A guest guest can be somebody else. Sometimes you're walking in town, you're seeing one old person who's trying to cross the road and you can see the road is busy. That is your guest as well. You know, if you can wait with the person, hold their hand and have them cross over to that side of the road. You've, you've, you've done it without your guests and what do they do? They also leave a good word with Allah for you. They say, may Allah uh, bless or God bless you for what you have done for me. So this is what we should be doing. These are actual opportunities that Allah has put forward for us believers so that we can attain and acquire more reward from Allah to Yeah, I'll
0: just think about those uh, stray dogs that come into your yard or a stray cat. And they get thousands of birds coming through. they like a guest in your yard, eh? You'd rather treat them with dignity too, ya Sheikh.
1: No, no, definitely all these are guests in your yard and Allah sent them for a purpose. So if you've got some grain that is sitting somewhere that you know you're not going to use it, just throw it on for them and they'll have it. And they'll go. And, uh, you know, I'll give you a good example. Even when you have those cats that come in your yard, stray cats, if you have some food, that give those cats. One day you see why they come into a yard, you know. Uh, they become your protector as well. You know, they look after you. If there's snakes or rats coming around your yard, you walk around, you find dead snakes, you find dead rats, because these cats have done a good job for you because they know this house belongs to our friend, who's our companion. So we have to make sure we take care of them as well.
0: We? Yeah, very heartening story there indeed. And, and then, you know, the way people walk, uh, the mannerism of their walking, you know, like sound like to strut and so forth but uh, we are even told in the noble quran walk in a humble manner you know 25 63 yeah, sheikh
1: no no definitely you know if you look about this there's one beautiful story that look man actually was addressing his children which is all of us falling under that uh, category where he says when you walk don't walk in that akiri uh insolence of being actually like banged by thinking i'm better i'm good and i'm strong i can do anything because he even he said when he was given that by saying how much you can walk and try and bang this earth. There's no way you're going to keep this earth is more cracking because of your heaviness or because your mighty power that you think you have. But just walk in humbleness. You know, just remember Allah is there and be humble. If you humble yourself for the pleasure of Allah definitely Allah is going to raise your status, which is the best that you and I could be looking for. So being humble is one key aspect for us Muslims and let's take it and actually be by that actually kind of strike even you look at when you go for sajda that's the most humble place we can ever be so all that is teaching us even in your Salah, you have to be that humble in everything you do in your life you make sure you're humble and you moderate yourself
0: yes sir, sheikh uh, i like this one it says uh, don't claim uh, yourselves to be pure uh, noble quran 53 verse 32 sheikh
1: Uh, I, I didn't get that part again, Shaf. Uh,
0: okay, you know, the Quran says, uh, don't claim yourselves to be pure. You know, you say, oh, no, no, definitely. You know me, look at me.
1: Definitely. <inaudible> <guy>. <inaudible> he said, don't actually purify yourselves, claim yourself to be pure. Let the people that seize you and let the Creator loud, I judge you and give you that actually, that badge of purity. In other ways you know, when we do things, we mustn't do it for sure. You know, and do things to claim anything out of it to say, no, you see me, I'm doing this. You know, there's those stories that are run around sharp. That was one old man who used to fast, uh, we used to do Ibadat whatsoever, reading Salah and doing everything. And one, one some some day people went to him and say, Wow, we're amazed with you. I mean, uh, how is the reading salah He said, say, yeah, and on top of that I'm fasting too. You know, things like that. Let those things belong to Alhawtara. Our our and let Allah judge for that and reward you for that. But don't make it as exactly a purpose and a reason to say, I'm going to show people that I do A, B, C, D. Like an example, if somebody didn't come to the masjid, you go, Oh, I didn't see in the masjid. Why are you not coming to the masjid anymore? Somebody might be gone out of town, or maybe they might be having issues of working, or maybe they're not well. They're preferring readings a lot. At home. So don't be judgmental. Let it be. Just greet them and say, Alhamdulillah, I haven't seen it for two days. I'm happy I've seen you again. How are you doing? Are you okay? That's how you handle this situation like that. Then the person will explain to you. But don't start being judgmental straight away. So that means you want to purify yourself and at the same time start looking at other people and judging themselves. And yes, let's not be of that category. Let Allah be the judge of things and let our actions be the talking point for us.
0: Absolutely, Sheikh Shui Maida. A lovely uh, conversation with you this evening. Quran coming to the fore. Perhaps your parting words uh, before we let you go.
1: No, Shaf, definitely, you know, let's uh, start with the basics. The Quran has got the guidelines, and I'm happy uh, you brought in the best of topic. I know I would say, you know, with the straight face that, you know, we don't sit and plan uh, the topics that we speak. It's through the uh, message of Allah and His wisdom and His guidance that the show just comes like that. So I'm saying this was a good topic that you thought about, Shaf, and I uh, hope and uh I make dua that our ummah has benefited for it, starting for me, myself, and everybody that listened to it. And to say, let's start doing that every day, inshallah. Read one, two, three verses of the Quran and look into our own selves to say, what am I doing right and what am I doing wrong? And intend let's start tending our lives for the better. We are heading back to Allah, Ta'ala. Let's hide there while we sit in a better position where we are purified. And we know our last, our last word should be la ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and the final destination. I mean,
0: Sheikh Shuayb Maeda, you have a beautiful and a lovely evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Wa wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, Imamul Salim Karim will be joining us.